You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Packers Total Access post game show. My name is Clayton Bailey. I'm joined alongside my good buddy here, Jacob from Packernet Podcast, the fantasy guru, etc. etc. Jacob, what do you think, man? We come away with a big win here. Packers over the Bears. Uh, how do you feel about this win, man? Man, I'm still buzzing, bro. That was just I needed that. I think we all needed that. Um, I was screaming and hollering. I'm so glad we didn't have to try and do that. That I love live streaming with you guys, but it's just I can't express myself the way that I, I I need to when I watch games. There's a lot of cussing. There's a lot of pacing. There's a lot of throwing stuff around and then cheering. And, man, I'm just – I'm happy, man. I'm grinning ear to ear. I'm so excited. It's funny you say that because I'm looking at the screen right now and uh, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron yeah. Jones just did a post-game interview and both of them grinning ear to ear, which is absolutely awesome. It's just a good bounce-back game, man. And <clears throat> like we said, we kind of seen Minnesota coming into the season most likely to be a loss. And then you've seen this Bears game immediately following, like, okay, that's a great, great rebound game right there. So uh, everything kind of turned out as we expected. The Packers come away with a 27-10 to 10 victory. And, Jacob, I think uh, now's the time. Let's go ahead and do this. It's a, it's a victory, so let's roll out the barrel real quick. What do you think? I like the time. <laughs> video there from well i should say a past game uh, at lambo but what are you drinking tonight jacob what are we having on this victory so I'm, I'm trying to keep away from beer and all the extra calories so i'm just gonna go uh straight whiskey on the rocks i've got a buffalo trace it's just kind of my go-to either that or jameson but uh yeah man I'm trying to you know i'm trying to stay sharp so i usually don't have any 
cocktails until late in the third kind of stuff. But man, it was too, it was a little tempting. I had to, that was just such a fun game to watch, man. So many different little components, Watkins, we'll get into it, but man, it just, it felt good. No, it was great, man. Uh, I think everybody stepped up pretty well. There was a couple gaffes here and there, but I'm actually having a, uh, I'm having a depot street. Um, It's brewed right here in Jonesboro, Tennessee, the oldest town in in the state of Tennessee. It was actually supposed to be the capital of the state of Franklin, but this isn't a history podcast. We're going to talk about Packers. So with that, with that being said, let's uh, let's take one quick look here at the podium and make sure that uh, that nobody's there just yet. Um, but we're going to also get into our dog of the week here in a little bit. But I got mine. Definitely... I don't know. We, we didn't talk about it. Do you know who yours is? I mean, I don't let's not be I guess we'll, we'll see if we're on the same page or not, but I got mine. We'll go through the game here. We'll go through some notes, and and we we also may have a guest on tonight as well, guys. Um, Packer owner Bobby is right there live at Lambeau, so we're going to see if he can hop on with us as well. But just let's start right here in the first quarter, man. When the game kind of cranked up, the thing I noticed was Rodgers wanted to get Sammy Watkins involved pretty early, right? And yeah. uh, he did lean on the 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 run quite a bit in that first drive, and and I love how they. They leaned on the run and then would hammer those RPO slants right there on the backside and just kind of keep those linebackers on their heels there in the mm-hmm. first quarter. And then, of course, uh, you know, it, it got a little bit closer as the game went on, but that that first drive really kind of set the tone for me. It was like, okay, I think they're going to stay with the run tonight. A couple times they got away from it, but yeah. in the first quarter, what stood out to you early? Well, I was going to say, can we pump the brakes real quick? Let's just set this up. So it's the 205th matchup between the Bears and the Packers. I feel like that's a that's something we should highlight real quick. Um, and then we we look at the way that the, the offensive line started. Um, Jenkins, obviously, we got back right tackle. And then we also uh, we left Yash at left tackle. Right, new, right guard was Newman. Center was obviously Myers. Then we had running at left guard. I liked that lineup. Um, the run – you know, the run, the run blocking, I think still could be improved. And a lot of the, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Jenkins give up two sacks or am I crazy? I know he gave up at least one. It might've been yeah, two. And I think it might've been a two, but, and, you know, and that just makes me so you watch and you hear Chris Collins or, or Chris Collinsworth, the actual guy that blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, he just gave up two sacks and you're saying how he's, and he is important to the line. I get that. And I really think he improved our run, uh, our run blocking. Um, but I mean, I just, I think we should set that up real quick. And um, like you said, man, it seemed like that uh, it was Aaron Jones right from the jump. And, oh, I just love Aaron Jones. I, you know, Devontae obviously was our probably the most important person, the the catalyst on our offense. It has to be Aaron Jones now. Or am I crazy? I mean, the guy can do everything. And I forget yeah. how good he is, man. He can knife. He's so good at getting small and fitting in between those gaps when he needs to. He's good at getting big when he needs to throw his shoulder down. He's good at extending the play, and I forget how fast he is, you know? Yeah. No, he's – uh, yeah, he, he's just one of those guys, too, <laughs> like Chris Collinsworth says, right? He's one of these guys. But uh, I don't know, man. Aaron Jones is just – he's such a joy, like, to watch play, too. It just seems like his teammates absolutely adore him, and he's a leader in every sense of the word. He's got, He's one of those quiet leaders, but he's definitely a spark plug for this offense for sure. And, and, you know, there in the first quarter, it got a little bit shaky when they, you know, they ran the flea flicker. But, again, again, going in, you know, my game plan here, when I did the game plan pod the other day, Jacob, I said ride the running game. You know, versus Minnesota, you only had 18 runs, 39 pass. We need at least 25 runs and protect the football, win the turnover differential battle, and then play with a heavy box with outside rush contain. Do not let – Justin Fields get on the edge, make him stand in that pocket, and uh, and make him be a quarterback. And you've seen it, man. When he when he was passing, he was horrible. He is a horrible quarterback. And I'm not just trying to hate on the Bears. I'm not trying to sound like you know this is a hot take. This guy does not play like a quarterback. He doesn't. Um, what did you think of Fields? Let's let's go kind of across the line there, man. Do you, am I am I too harsh on him, or do you see it the same way? No, nah, man. I mean, but the the dude is. He was seven for 11. His own team didn't trust him to throw the ball more than 11 times. Let that sink through your mind right there. I mean, the guy, if you're down by two scores and you're still forcing the run. And don't get me wrong, it made me sick to my stomach to see the way that the Packers defense could not stop the run. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, 
they probably not are they're not thinking the Bears are going to run the ball down by two touchdowns. They, you'd think that they would at least trust Fields enough to start maybe extending the play. I mean, for good Lord's sake, Darno Mooney is their best receiver by far. Guys, he was targeted two times. He had one catch for negative four yards. I mean, I, yeah. I shut down their offense. And as I said, coming into the game, I, I actually was really low on Montgomery. I did not think I saw a lot of him uh, in week one in San Fran or reverse San Fran with all the rain. Um, he, yeah. he definitely showed that he can run the ball. I, I'm not going to give him much credit because I really do think the Packers defense, it, I mean, it's just, I don't get it. We're just that bad against the run, but whatever. Um, Khalil Herbert even came in and got his. They both averaged, uh, Montgomery averaged 8.1. Herbert averaged 9.5. Guys, that's not okay. That's going to end up biting us in the in the butt at the end of the year if we don't show that up. But again, nobody, nobody on their offense caught more than two balls. Equinamia St. Brown was their biggest receiver of the day, guys. Two receptions, 39 yards on four targets. Other than that, there's nothing else to write home about whatsoever. I mean, we completely shut them down other than that running uh, attack that they had. And that's, again, what makes me very upset just because we we just seemed like we couldn't close certain gaps. And it, it, it's uh, even guys that I love, like I, I watched Quay Walker. He did not seem as dominating this time, this game. I will say, though, and my little caveat to the future, uh, maybe dog is, man, Preston balled out. I was very, very impressed with Preston. And then I was really excited to see that Savage, even though I still think I, I – I saw a lot that I want to see improved by Savage, a lot of it, but him and Amos were the top four. Yeah. Savage was number two. Amos is number four in total tackles. So at least they're throwing them, throwing themselves in the mix. And um, I'm excited, man. It's just, it was a good game. And Gary got a sack. So two tackles for loss. It was, it was good, man. Yeah. Completely agree, man. It, it, it is amazing, man. You make a great point. Only 11 passes. This is a guy. Passes that you mortgage the franchise on. You said, this is the guy who's going to be our quarterback for the next 10 years. And they let him throw the ball 11 times. And down, down, and they were, the game, they down were losing, multiple scores. Yeah. And losing the entire game. It's not like they were playing from ahead. Right. No. Um, but again, that's what I seen on the tape, man. I went back and watched uh, a few of his, uh, the final, I think it was the final three games of last year. The guy was just – I was blown away because you hear the media talk about Justin Fields and all this potential, and it sounds as if he's this, you know, elite quarterback in the making. And I watched those last three games, and I'm like, the last three games he played, and it's like, what in the and, – and then you go watch the San Francisco game, and, and the media, what do they say? Well, it was in the rain, and, and I get that. I understand that. But, yeah, dude, the, the guy's just he – is, he is not – AQB. But again, the running game took over, man. That's what we wanted. So if I'm looking at this correct, we had 38 carries. And again, my goal was 25. <laughs> so they went 13 over on the carries, which is absolutely awesome. And it's no surprise that that's why they uh, they came out victorious for sure. Um, again, it was nice to see Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard looked pretty healthy. I got to mention the ayahuasca celebration Dude. was just phenomenal. That's, and uh, as soon as I cool. seen it, I, I looked at Mandy and I said, I'm pretty sure they just did an ayahuasca celebration. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I may look like an idiot, but I'm going to tweet this out. So I tweeted it out. And like three minutes after I tweeted it out, Pat McAfee tweeted, you know, something similar. And I was like, I'll be darned. It was. It was the ayahuasca. <laughs> day. And I, that's what I love about Rodgers. And oh. for everyone who tries to make it sound as if his teammates hate him, they look like they were having a lot of fun and that had been yeah. rehearsed. Quite a bit, yeah. so yeah. just saying. Um, Quay flashed to me again, Jacob. I think we got us one, man. Quay, yeah. Quay was all over the ball. Um, you know, he made a, a couple of mistakes, got washed out of the run a, a couple, couple mistakes, times. a couple times. Yeah, a couple times he overran and he got um, took a bad angle. But honestly, I, it's for him to be that's his second game. Like I said, you know what I mean. So he took yeah. another step, like you said, and he was yeah fifth in tackles. He had a, a pass breakup, a pass deflection. So. Man, I'm just I'm just stoked. And then, did you see Jair's uh, interception? Right at I the did end there? at the end. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good, man. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't ask for a better way to end it. That's for sure. No. Um, yeah, and you know the other thing there, I think it was in the uh, I can't remember if it was in the second quarter or not, but it was early in the game. Watson had the end around for nine yards, and then Aaron yes. Jones had a nice little inside zone run. And then it was you know two uh, two plays after. Actually, there was a play in between that Watson end around. The pre-snap motion with Watson doing the same end-around motion set up a play action to the halfback, 
and that's going to get Sammy Watkins over the middle for a nice little game. Just everything was marrying so well together as far as the run in the past. But we're going to go right quick. We got us a guest on the line here. And uh, let's hey, hope there he is. he's got good connection. Bobby, live from Lambeau Field. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Doing good. Just got out. Good. Was it hopping? Yeah, it was a good game out there, man. Absolutely. Yeah, so what what stood out to you tonight, man, live from Lambeau, dude? Uh, what what kind of – what was the crowd like? But then on top of that, just from the game standpoint, what do you think the Packers did so oh, man, well? Man, we were just able to move the ball more. You know, we stuck to the run. We got away from that the first game. Didn't give the running backs a lot of touches. But we made sure we ride uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. We rolled them a lot during the game, and it paid off, as you can see. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we got 38 carries was the total carries, man. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. that was a lot more than the first game. They um, That's what we need to do. We had to run the ball. We did, we did one deep throw to Sammy Watkins. I was uh, I can't remember how many yards that was, but that was that was huge. Yep. Bobby, what was shot. the uh, what was the what was the crowd like? It seemed like that they were a lot louder this game. Am I am I crazy or is that? Oh true? yeah, yeah. The the crowd like my ears were ringing. Yeah. <laughs> Being I was eight rows up from the Packers bench, and it's just hey, how you doing? Go pack. And it's just um, my ears was ringing, man. I was getting goosebumps. It's just it's, it's crazy. Like it was awesome. It was amazing energy out there today. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, man. We appreciate you taking a few minutes, man, and dropping in here with us. Looks like you're uh, heading out of the joint there. I don't know if you're in Harlem Plaza or over next to Titletown or where, but we appreciate you taking the time to join us, bro. And I, I was going to tell you, Bobby, when we're up there in December, um, we're going to do dinner Sunday night before the Monday night football game. We're going to do that at 1919 Kitchen and Tap. We'd love to hook up. Okay, that sounds good, brother. I appreciate it. Absolutely, bro. Yes, Thanks for dropping in, man. You have a great night. Be safe. All right, y'all have a good one. Go Pack. Go Pack, go. Love that guy. So, yeah, dude. That, you could hear it on, on, on Vision 2, man. The crowd was was topping. And, of oh, course, yeah. we had, you know, we always, as always, we have uh, LaFleur trying to pump the crowd up, which you love, love to see. I know people get upset and they're like, man, we should have to pump the crowd up. But – I don't know, dude. That gets me fired up that the coach is that engaged with the fans. They, yeah, they did a and clip just, and it, it, it zoomed in on him, and he clearly goes, "Let's fucking go!" <laughs> like, <laughs> Matt Lafleur whipping his towel, and then, oh man, it's funny. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers finished tonight, nineteen of twenty-five for two thirty-four, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of one thirty-one point one. I think we're going to see, excuse me, more more and more of this, Jacob. That as Rodgers gets older. Um, it's going to be more of a game manager, you know, and, and that's what we needed uh, tonight, I feel like. So what did you think of Rodgers' performance, man? Did you uh, you think he played pretty well? I do, and honestly, when you think about if you uh, – there was a couple passes that – like that one with Dylan wide open, he threw it in the dirt, and he just kind of looked at himself like, oh, man. And he had a couple where um, he stretched it a little bit out of the reach. I think that Rodgers took a huge step from week one to week two, much like we saw last year. And again, it was just it was little things and it's little dink and dunks. But um, that play, gosh, where did I have it? Where where uh, where Jones scrambles out, kind of doing a wheel route out of the backfield, and Rogers has time to look at him, look at the defender, point, say not go up that way, and then he just kind of lofts it, flicks it, so that Jones can then turn around midair, back up and catch the ball and then back it into the into the sideline. And it was just like. All he does, he just points. He goes, go that way. You know, that's backyard ball, man. That's that's fun stuff to watch. And <clears throat> honestly, I I'm just excited, man. And it was good to see. I think that they got Christian Watson involved in those end around. You know, the, the jet sweep stuff where they Roger was just toss that ball, get him. That's technically a pass. Get him, yep. you know, on the stat book. Get him used to taking some hits. That last one that he did where he came around the line and got thumped. I was very proud of him because he's not a big guy. You know, he's a very, he's a tall, he's not like he's, he's not tiny, but he's not a big bodied guy. And he took that hit and then he took it and went forward for a yard. So I was, I was proud. I was like, heck yeah, man. Yeah. He actually dished a little out there too. He showed a little dog in him. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, the, uh, the touchdown run there, first of all, uh, Aaron Jones, it was 11 personnel. 
it was a strong right look. They had halfback same, right? So the halfback on the same side as the tight end. So you had the tight end and the halfback on the right side. They ran a toss play to the strong side, which is kind of rare because what they like to do is line up the halfback opposite tight end and and run away, you know, from the strong side. Um, that was a pretty cool little toss play. So you're starting to see all these wrinkles kind of come into come into play a little bit more, um, which is going to be cool looking forward to. Now let's talk special teams for a second, man. My God, dude. They were, I mean, other than Amari Rogers giving us a scare or two, they were pretty much flawless. I mean, the kick coverage was great. How many times did we, I think, I know there was twice, at least twice that we pinned them inside the 25, right, yeah. on kickoff. So that's all playing out. And and I know that you uh, you mentioned in the Discord chat, was it was it Dallin that, that made a play? Is that right? Uh, Dallin Levitt, yeah, he made a good play. He also had a penalty on one, so that's whatever. But, yeah, I'm looking right here. Pat O'Donnell, two punts, 122 yards. Yeah. Uh, one touchback, one in the 20, and that one that was a touchback, that was a 70-some-odd-yard punt in the air and then bounced like 15 yards into the end zone. So, I, like you said, man, we got something with Pat O'Donnell. That's quietly, I think, one of the best signings that we've done in the offseason. And the fact that, like you said, we don't hear a lot. Even if we're 29th out of 30th, if we're not getting blocked punts and we're not missing kicks, I don't care what our rank is, you know what I mean? Um, and then that being said, Rogers did have – decent uh, he had a kick return for 24 yards and then uh, um like a couple punt returns a little iffy there but um he's what do you read from real quick rogers saying when they were asking him about amari rogers and he goes well he's our he's returning kicks now people said in my opinion they thought well that's a dig on rogers saying that amari rogers isn't ready to be a receiver is it possible that rogers aaron rogers is saying that the coaches aren't letting him be a receiver I was trying to look at it from a Schlipp perspective where I go the opposite of what everyone else is thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Man, for me, dude, it's all, you know, it's, it's all just hearsay. You know, we don't know what he meant. Yeah. Um, you know, now one thing I will say is, did he lie? <laughs> no. I mean, he, Hey, look, he's, he's our kick return. Like what did the media expect Rogers to say? Cause this is what I'm going to get angry here. This is what pisses me off about the media. Here we go. They say, they say that players are so cliche and they won't give you an answer and they just use the same old cliches, right? And then when when they do give you an honest answer, they either get mad or go, oh, my gosh, what did he mean by that? You know, like it, it, they asked him, you know, Amari Rogers not being – I can't remember the question exactly, but he's, yeah, he's returning kicks. Next question. Like I don't yeah. see a problem with it, but I'm very kind of cut and dry like that. Um yeah, I don't think there's much to read into there. I think it, what it says, though, is we've got a lot deeper receiving core than we thought we had, you know, coming into the I season. Agree. And that's that's exciting. So let's do this. Let's go to the podium real quick. We got Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah. Let's see what he's got to say. What's it like out there when you're just running in these holes or something like that? Uh, the holes look massive at that point. Uh, it's like you kind of, on some runs, you have a two way go. You can hit it outside or you can cut it back inside. And, um, when, when you have those, when you have those choices and those lanes and that kind of space, it's, it's a good day, um, especially as a running back. What is he in your touchdown catch with uh, AJ out front? Oh uh, man, a AJ does it all. Uh, he catches the ball, he can block, <laughs> and uh, he, he was blocking. They're starting the middle linebacker Roquan on that, and uh, he sprung right. me into the touchdown. So uh, you know that he, that shows a lot. AJ cares about me, and I care about him, and uh, we'll we'll lay it all out for each other. Aaron, you know, it's not, it's not like you won't, haven't been an important piece around here for a long time, but it really has been the other Aaron that's kind of made things go in the passing game. How do you and AJ, I don't know how much you talk about it, but how do you guys feel about the idea that this may be your recipe offensively for a while here? How do you guys feel about that? Uh, we haven't really talked about it, uh, that, but it's fine with us. <laughs> we have no problem with it. But uh, the thing we have talked about is just being a spark, uh, you know, uh, when you run somebody over, you break a, a long run, you can see the energy from the sideline. And last week uh, when I broke my little long run, um, you can see the, the sideline get energized. And so we know we can be a spark plug. So that's some of the things that we've talked about, though. Aaron, you know, you know, <laughs> All right, cool. So. There you heard Aaron Jones, and I believe if I heard the question right, they asked about, you know, A.J. Dillon and them splitting carries and, 
and block him for one another. There was yeah. one play that really stood out to me before the end of the first half there, um, Jacob, where it was a, a pony uh, pony personnel, right, the pony package. Yep. But I love what they did with the pony uh, package tonight. They didn't always just line them up both in the backfield. And for those listening, the pony package is basically A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. But rather than put them as a double sidecar, you know, alongside Rodgers, there was times that they split Aaron Jones out wide. There was other times that they split A.J. Dillon out wide. But in my my notes here, I've got pony package, Jones motion to the pitch, right? So he was split out wide. He motions over, catches the pitch from Rodgers off the snap, and A.J. Dillon became the lead blocker. And that was actually that touchdown run on the right side. I love I love what they're doing with the pony package. I really, really do. Um, and I, I love the fact that not only is it somewhat unpredictable to run the pony, it's also – how they're using it. You know, the, if you'd have told me going into the game that they're going to have A.J. Dillon split out wide while Aaron Jones is in the sidecar, I'd have been like, I don't know, man. That's that's probably stretching it a bit. But they did. They broke out all the stops. But um, A.J. Dillon had a pretty solid night, too. I know nowhere near um, Aaron Jones is uh, what we're showing here, 8.8 .8 yards per carry. I don't know if that's completely accurate, 15 carries for 132 yards. But A.J. Dillon, 18 carries, 61 yards. And I know that's less than four yards a carry, but the thing about A.J. Dillon when he runs the ball, especially late in the game, Jacob, it's it's like those those old prize fights, right, man? You get a boxer that just starts leaning on his opponent and leaning yeah. on him and leaning it's, on him. I it's mean, situ really situational rushes. Like those that, that stat line maybe isn't impressive, but the situations where he did get that – yard that we needed i don't care if we need one yard he gets us one yard and one inch and that's all we need so that's 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 what he does and that's what he's there to do and like you said man that doing that double backfield thing <clears throat> that's dangerous and i think I, sh I saw a graphic at one point that it showed that we had 11 plays with both of them on the play uh, both of them on the field at the same time compared to last week where i think it was only two or something like that so obviously uh lafleur in that press conference after the game when he was flabbergasted that he didn't himself <laughs> call more plays for Jones, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. I, I knew that this was what was going to happen going to this game. And real quick, one thing, as I, I wrote it in my notes, as Jones was speaking there uh, about Roquan. Roquan, man, you talk about it. So if you look at the stat sheet, this is where everybody thinks Roquan's so great. Roquan, oh, gosh, he's the best. He's so fast, blah, blah, blah. He had 11 tackles, five solo. He also missed like four. He had like three or four different plays where he overran stuff. He got burned a couple times. He got blocked out of multiple plays. He uh, got stuffed on that fourth and short. I mean, I saw many times where Roquan, again, situationally lost the game for the Bears, but he shows up on the stat line. So great. Show up on the stat line every every game and then, you know, get rate, graded a, a 28 on PFF and then have everybody vote you into the Pro Bowl. I don't care, man. That's cool. Everybody knows, and you know at the end of the day, that you suck, bro. That's a fact, dude. That's a fact. I, I'll take the dub. You, you yeah. can have the tackles. Enjoy exactly. the stack column. Have um, fun in Honolulu in the, in the Pro Bowl. That's great. <laughs> exactly. Um, there was one time that I did see Aaron Jones take the corner on Roquan and just exactly. beat him in the corner. And I was like, okay, so his strength is supposed to be his quickness, his lateral Sweet. movement. Yeah. And Aaron Jones, I mean, just ate his lunch. So, love it. Um, another thing that stood out to me was Eric Stokes. Um, there were several times that I seen him kind of come into the picture early in the game. I think it was a third and long. Just him. They they ran a slant pattern. We're trying to get the yak yards to pick up the first, and Eric came up, came in and just laid the boom. Yeah. I thought Eric Stokes had a great great rebound game tonight for sure. If you remember, there was also that that only long play that they tried for Mooney. Um, Mooney was doing a long stretch play. Stokes was with them, 100%, stride for stride. And um, it was towards the end of the game there, and it was when they really were trying something. And <clears throat> even Chris Collinsworth, which, again, here's a guy that blah, 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 he runs a bar tail. It's just, God, I hate him. But anyways, uh, Stokes is running, man. He was running foot for foot with them, and that's really, really great to see, like I said, to see Amos, to see Savage. Again, I, I saw a lot from Savage that I did not like today. Some of the runs were they broke into the secondary, and he was he just again, he was turning himself around. He looked like he didn't know which way to run. I don't like that about him. But Amos and Savage, they were in the top four for for tackles, and I really liked what we saw out of our secondary. Uh 
Jair got burned on that, like you said, that flea flicker, but he was more looking for to stop the big play. You saw he was running down the sideline. He didn't even turn back. He was like, I can't believe they're turning back to not get more out of this. But um, that being said, I thought Razul Douglas, had it not been for a few other key performances, that'd be my dog of the game because he quietly, I mean, he stopped. There was that one series where he broke up that. It was a very Jair-like tackle where he broke up the behind the line of scrimmage, uh, quick pass at wide receiver. And then I think the next play one was a third and long where they were setting up a screenplay that got way too many, too, way too much yardage. Uh, I think it was like a third and gosh, I don't know, 15 or something. They got like 12 yards. It had it, and it only stopped because of the fact that uh, he knifed in there and, and stopped that play. So props to yeah. Doug, sure. And then Gary, man, coming in there, getting two tackles for a loss, another sack. It's, oh, it's just good to see. Yeah, absolutely, man. Cool. We got a couple, a couple of chat comments here. I've been neglecting. Um, first of all, uh, B Rambo says, uh, see, just chime in here. Said, Hey, Clayton, go pack, go said Jacob with all exclamations there. So <laughs> good stuff. We have uh Rambo. Yeah. Mike in the chat says been saying it all week. The Packers need to get 33 and 28, 32 touches to win the game. They had 37 tonight. You're right, Mike. We, we seen you on Twitter all week long, man, and you nailed it, dude. Was Mike the one that called in the PAD and said the 32 touches as well? I think he may have. there been. was a number. If it was not, then we have to figure out why that number and how many people. I mean, that's true, though. We got to, what was it, 38 total? Five of them were Rogers, so that's right there, 33. Boom, yeah. nailed it. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's us days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Absolutely. And then he also said, Mike said here in the chat, since 1992, the Packers are 47 and 15 versus Dub Bears. Love it, love it, love it. So, yeah, good stuff, man. Um, let's check back on the podium here real quick. Uh, you know, as far as my notes, one thing I do have, uh, nobody's at the podium at the moment. Quay Walker noticed that he was spying uh, fields. There they put a middle spot in the middle, and, and they did an outside rush. You know, they had the outside contain, get a little bit of push from the three technique as well. And then you could see Fields kind of step up a touch, and you look up, and, and when they showed the replay from behind Quay the offense, doing this. Quay was just like, <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to do it, boy. I don't know if you listen. I think I even said it on your podcast. I definitely said it on mine a couple times that that's what I want. I want them to let Devon uh, – Devondre do his thing and just kind of, you know, float around. And, and But then I want Quay literally spying fields and just daring him to run. And I said, just please, please show me that. And when I saw it, I literally jumped up out of my chair and I was like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think Rashawn Gary had like his best game. I think he played solid. But there in the third quarter, there was one play where fields broke contain. And I'm like, oh, crap, here we go. But it was yeah. the very next play. Rashawn Gary got a sack. 
and completely took all of the energy out of the Chicago offense. So he showed up when he needed it. And that's one of the things that's not talked about enough is the great edge rushers, the great pass rushers in the history of the game, they know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. And I heard Justin Tuck talk about it. I heard, uh, I believe Reggie White actually mentioned it in one interview. It was just like, yeah, you you can't just burn up all your energy on every single play. You've got to really be strategic. And they, I know they've got moves that they set up. They'll go to a swim move one play. They'll go to a bull rush the next. They'll go to over-under. But the other thing is saving just a little bit in the tank, especially for those third downs where you really got to get after the quarterback. And I feel like Rashawn is starting to understand that uh, big time. Um, there. You know so, what I mean? I'd be really interested to see. I have no doubt in my mind that if we look at the snap counts, I do not see Kingsley and Igbari. I do not see Garvin. I don't think I saw. I saw Kingsley that I can remember twice. I saw. I do not remember even seeing Garvin on the field compared to mm-hmm. last week where they both got 10 and 12 snaps. So, I'm again, I said last week, I wonder if this is a conditioning issue or if this is something where they're trying to – game plan and i don't know if maybe after that week they said no nah, we got to have our guys on the field as much as until they are ready to go off the field we should not just be preemptively keeping them fresh <clears throat> you know what i'm saying so yeah that's i, I want to see i want to see the pff grades i want to see the snaps i think it'd be really really interesting um to see what that final tally is because they definitely made some changes i i do not remember even seeing garvin out there i don't see him he doesn't have a tackle he doesn't have pressure so going from 12 snaps last week to nothing this week to me is interesting. I'll say that. Yes. Yeah. And as far as Preston Smith, man, he, I think he had a great game, um, really yeah. showed up, done a great job playing discipline. He got he got away from um, protecting the read option edge there on one play, but all night long really, really played solid. Um, there was one time there where he uh, just – I mean, it was excellent read option defense. You could tell that. And even Chris Collinsworth made a comment. He's like, I don't know what Justin Fields thought he saw there if he lost yeah. sight of Preston because right. he should not he have kept that right there. <laughs> yeah, Preston <laughs> is just waiting to eat his lunch for sure. And then obviously with the sacks as well, um, had, a, had a great game there. So, um, yeah, again, Stokes kept popping up. That one-on-one play that you talked about there against Mooney ran stripe for stripe with him. Um, the, the run defense started to started to deteriorate there late in the uh, in the second half. And I think that had a lot to do with the game plan change, Jacob. I don't think it was necessarily the players as much as it was, okay, look, they're down they're down two scores now. They're down two touchdowns. Um, yeah. Let's really start to play the pass here. Let's let them have a little bit of the run. And that's the thing, man. I'm, I'm not saying I agree with it, but what I've learned studying um, everybody across the entire National Football League and hearing the Greg Cosell talk about it, is that teams are just willing to give up the run now. Their their top priority is stopping the pass, and it, and it absolutely drives me insane when I'm watching the game. But at the same time, when you look at the great teams in the league, um, they're doing the same thing, man. They're kind of bending but don't break, don't give up the big play, and uh, and, and allowing teams to have a little bit of a run. But what do you think of the run defense, man? Is it something I, that it's, – it's a problem, right? It's driving me nuts. I have it here in – all caps three different times throughout my notes, which I do what Clayton does here when I do the front and back. Um, I have it in caps three or four times. Run defense is poo, I'll say nicely. Uh, underlined and underscored. And I put, again, I said, I do not trust Barry's ability to adjust. And when I said that, <clears throat> I underlined it and I was like, I two games in a row, the guy sees what we're getting slashed at and he doesn't adjust, but then if I'm playing devil's advocate against myself, okay. So like you said, maybe we're willing to give up the run. Maybe we're saying, okay, beat us fields. You And clearly they did not trust him to do that. He had 11 passes guys. So I'm sitting here yelling at myself, yelling at the Barry, but at the end of the day, he was right. I was wrong. I'm an idiot. I'm yelling at the TV. I don't get paid millions of dollars to do football things. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting here and, <laughs> At the end, I sit and I look and I go, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So I feel like every Packer fan that's screaming at the TV needs to maybe stop. In the moment, you feel like you're so correct. You feel like you're so right. And then you stop and you look at the box score. You look at the patterns. You look at all the, the press game, uh, post-game interviews, and you realize, okay, I understand why they made that decision to do this and to, to not do that. So yeah, I'm getting humbled as I get more and more. 
having podcasts with you, man, is great because you really helped me with the X's and O's, the analytical stuff, the terminology. And when you really dive into it, it becomes a lot more simple, but it also becomes more complicated, which is, I know, kind of an oxymoron, but it's like, it's it's just fun, man. And I'm I'm yeah. thinking that a lot of these rookie, especially the rookie receivers, a lot of the young guys that we're expecting to produce and play, I think we saw a big jump from week one to week two. And that's the biggest thing I saw. I saw Christian Watson have a lot more confidence. I saw Dobbs. Remember when he had that 20-yard run on like that third down where wide receiver screen, they did another one, I think, later in the game. He looked confident. He looked like he was he was ready to play, man. And I'm excited. So yeah, the, the wide receiver screen, what what I noticed, first of all, you could see the hat count. The yeah. ball goes out there, and it's okay, we might have something. And as soon as he took his first three steps, I was I literally said out loud, Who the is that? <laughs> Because he had so much burst. And then when he got tackled and spun around, I seen the 87. I was like, that was, oh my God, Dobbs is so much quicker than the He's scouting game report. Speed. Yeah, 100%, man. Got a ton of game speed. Uh, another person that stood out to me there late in the game, it was early in the fourth quarter. Dean Lowry completely blew up a run and he didn't get yeah. the tackle, but he, I mean, he took bodies with him. And, it, and before Montgomery knew what was going on, there was multiple people getting pushed back. It was it was a wide run to the left, so Dean Lowry getting out of that three-tech. It was either a three- or a four-technique yeah. and pushing those offensive linemen back into the backfield. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, Dean, know, Lowry was Lowry. Our, Dean Lowry, our third overall tackler of five, total four solo. He The last two years, man, he's just been quiet, quietly, consistently good. He reminds me of like a – Eric Camp or Aaron Campman, or you know what I mean? Just a guy that yep. quietly does his job. People say, like, ah, should we get rid of the guy? Or, you know, but it's right. I yeah, just, and it being I, a free agent year too, he, yeah. he's probably gonna probably not gonna be with back with the Packers and he's gonna right. earn a check. He is and and good for him, man, because like you said, he's he's coming off the best year of his career for sure. That goal line stand there, man, in the fourth oh. quarter was absolutely huge. And that, that was, was probably noticed. a touchdown. Though. Yeah, I, but, I, if if it's me and it's that that was a touchdown. Oh yeah, I just, yeah. I said the they, same. If thing. they called that on the field, that's a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the rules again, you got to have conclusive evidence, and you yeah. could not see the ball. We no. know where the ball was, but you could <laughs> not see the ball. And I'm going, hey, I'll take it. It's all good. Yeah. But the the thing that made that goal line stand even happen was the play to the pylon. And I don't know if you noticed, yes. but Quay Walker, Quay, won. dude. Dude, he's. A, I'm telling you, man, we've got us a dog there. He's someone who's. I mean, the fact. And that not he, only that, it was almost a fumble out of bounds because of the way that Quay reacted. You know what I mean? Yep. It, 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 that was, oof, yeah. Like you said, dude, it, it, Quay didn't flash as as off the screen as I thought he did in the first game, which is just even more, I think, impressive. Just because that was his first game, and then he got a little bit banged up. Maybe he's still nursing that injury. I'm just so excited about him, man. He just. I, I, he just seems like he has all the potential in the world. And they seem like they trust him. I don't remember a rookie class of any recent years where the Packers seem like they're more willing to throw their guys in right away. You know we talked I mean? about it, man, during the draft. And when they were drafted, it was – now we know how the Packers do with their rookies. They're going to sit them, and they're not going to get much playing time. For years you know, like, sometimes. Yeah, and I guarantee you, man, they, they got the rookie OTAs and they seen Quay Walker move the way we're seeing him move right now. And they were like, oh, no, he's going on the field. Yeah. Like that dude is a – and I told I told Mandy we were watching the telecast and I, I, I said, look in the middle, look at the two inside linebackers. I said, which one do you think's the rookie? Because he was towering over yeah. Devondre. Yeah. And I know they're about the same build, the same size, but there was just something about Quay standing there was just like, God, he, he just looks like – a grown you-know-what man. Um, so that goal line stand, dude, was was absolutely phenomenal. Rodgers keeping it on that read option, bro. <laughs> Wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah, just I was just like, that's, that's awesome. And then, of course, the big play action pass there to Sammy Watkins. Dude, what did you think? You know, let's look at the stat line real quick. Let hey, me go to that for the receivers. Sammy I'm Watkins. Just, I'm just saying, man, we might have something in him. Three catches yep. – off of four targets, 93 yards. The dude's averaging 31 yards a catch. I mean. Yeah. That long was 55 yards, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Um, he, he seems like the thing that stood out to me, because he's not this big, you know, physical-looking wide receiver, 
but his hands look very, very strong, especially on those slant patterns. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just looked great. And then, of course, we had the Jair Alexander pick at the end of the game, just the icing on the cake, right? Just just anything you can do to hurt Justin Fields' stat line just a little bit more. Yeah. Right? The guy yeah. threw 11 passes, and he threw a pick. That's just awesome. Passes. So, I know Ryan and the guys are going to have a field day on Twitter. I haven't taken that route, you know, arguing with the fans much, but there was some serious trash talk, and – and I'm going to tell you right now, there were Bear fans that thought they were going to come in here and just <laughs> boat race the Packers. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, I, you barely, barely, and because I think it was because the fact that, well, we beat the 49ers, and that sounds so glitz and gram, uh, glamorous, but the 49ers with Trey Lance is not the 49ers, okay? We saw as soon as he goes yeah. out, Garoppolo comes in, and they're the 49ers again. All you need is the 49ers are a team that has a great defense. They can run the ball very well, and they need a quarterback to basically just manage the game. Trey Lance was a complete off the rails, didn't quite know what to expect from him, couldn't count on him. He's not consistent, and you had five inches of rain, okay? So that's why the game went that way. That's that's literally all that happened. And then yep. you come in here into Green Bay, and you think that with a just – Nah, man, it's it's just not going to work that way. And I think the Bears fans are going to get humbled real quickly. Um, and the fact that I think, again, that I, – I don't know, man. I just – I love Rodgers. Rodgers seemed like he had a little more what, – what am I trying to say? He, he didn't show the poutiness. I think that he had more wherewithal about himself, thinking I need to carry myself a little more. I have to keep positive. Even when things aren't going my way, I need to, to force a smile. I work in the service industry. You know how much, how many times during the day I force a smile while I'm talking to a Karen that hates my life and hates me and everything. I'm, I just smile through it. Ah, you're so right. Everything you said is perfect. Yeah, great point. <laughs> you got nice hair too. You have right, the got, best we, haircut I've ever seen. It's we got twelve original. at the podium. Let's go. Let's go see what twelve has to say here. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of hair, great day. Yeah, exactly. Day. Um, so those are fun guys to play with. They truly enjoy each other, pull for each other, very different styles, but I, but I applaud, you know, their growth over the years. If you, if you think about them when they came in, both of them, um, I felt like Aaron was a little heavy, you know, when he first came in and was nowhere near as elusive Dang, as he body shaming, bro. And he always had good hands. I mean, I remember a catch against Dallas, uh, basically caught off the turf. I threw him a terrible one. And I was like, oh, that's a great catch right there. But but the attitude has always been there, just uh, zero complacency. AJ came in and he's more of a one-trick trick pony, downhill guy, but he wasn't running behind his path. Now you watch him. I mean, he finished some runs tonight, and he delivered blows to linebackers, to secondary players, to defensive linemen. Uh, and he might have some of the best hands on the team. Now, you watch him in, like, the pat-and-go lines, and – uh, it's impressive. So I give both those guys credit. Uh, they are examples of what it means to be a, a pro, and especially here, the ascension year after year, and then just the art of being a good teammate. Aaron, were you part of the planning of that ayahuasca celebration? And what you think? There it is. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> And I was not a part of any of the planning of celebrations. They leave me out because uh, when it comes to one-trick ponies, I am kind of a one-trick one pony. Aaron, what's, the, what's the energy like on the sideline when the, when the defense gets that, that goal line stop? And then what's your uh, mentality when you're going out there and the ball's inside the one? Don't fumble the snap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it felt like that was game. When that happened, you know, six uh, six minutes left, uh, sorry, eight minutes left. Um, but doing the math, you know, we get a first down there, then there's six minutes. Get a second first down, then there's four minutes. So uh, the way our defense was playing, too, you know, they gave a touchdown the first drive, and then a bunch of three and outs in a row was uh, was pretty spectacular. And they gave up some gashes in the run game, second and twenty, running power, getting a first down. Obviously, wasn't uh, probably in there. High on their excitement level, but you know, ten points to an NFL offense is a great day, and we should win every single one of those games. I know it wasn't Elton's finest game today, um, but what does it mean to get seventy-four back? Let me just say this about success: 
And I'd say the same thing to these guys and have said the same thing. The definition of success isn't always measured in stats. And for Elton, I thought tonight was an absolute success. I really do. Uh, he's been out for a long time. And he's battled in practice and battled in his rehab. And he went out there and played an NFL football game. That, to me, is a successful night. And a lot of times we get caught up in, in a definition of success that's actually never really attainable. So we live in this uh, feedback loop of negative self-talk and uh, self-criticism that I don't think is good for a healthy ego or good for our own confidence. So what I know the guys were telling them and what I feel about them is that tonight was a huge success for Elton. And I couldn't be prouder of Elton Jenkins. Aaron, speaking of that success, especially with these young guys, set them up for success, put them in some better situations. That was good stuff right there, dude. Um, love how you went to bat for Elton there. Yeah. And, you know, it's it really is leadership 101, man. You, you praise in public and you criticize in private. And I love the fact that Aaron Jones – is, you know, I know he's the Green Bay Packers player of the game, according to Packers.com, had a monster game, and Aaron body shamed him. <laughs> and then you got the guy that, you know, we opened up the show going, yeah, I mean, he seemed to struggle a little bit. You know, Elton, I think he gave up at least one, maybe two sacks, and that's the guy that Aaron's praising because he kind of put it on the line. I think Aaron's a phenomenal leader, and I think that the people that don't want to acknowledge it, um, most of them just have this uh, vendetta I don't know, man, but uh, that's good stuff from 12. Let's do this, man. We're uh, we're kind of winding down here. We're at the 48-minute mark. Um, going through the stats just a little bit more here. Uh, let's see. On defense, Preston Smith, seven, solo or seven total tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, and the big number for me, three quarterback hits, Jacob. Phenomenal there. Darnell Savage showing up a little bit, had six tackles, didn't didn't blow any coverage to the best of my knowledge. Like you said, Dean Lowry, five total uh, tackles. Adrian Amos, five total tackles. Um, you had Quay Walker, who had five tackles, also had a pass deflection. And, again, that big play there at the goal line to force that fourth and goal I think was huge. And uh, you're kind of seeing Quay jump over Devondre Campbell a little bit. Are you noticing that, man? Does it seem like – that Quay is is kind of flashing a little bit more than Campbell? Do you think their roles have changed? Maybe Campbell's playing a little more Jack Backer, you know, occupying blocks, things like that in the running game. What do you think? I, I think they're making Campbell do the dirty work and just kind of freeing up Quay because he's such an athletic freak that it's like, why not? You know, it's, it's such – I can't remember the last time I can think about having two Packers linebackers that you just like – don't care about you know, who, whoever's back there. Fine. Cool. I don't care whether it's against the pass or against the run or whether it's, you know, spying a, a quick running quarterback. I'm just excited as all get out that we have those guys. Um, and then do you want to do our dogs of the week? I feel like we should get that. Let's do that. that. Let's I've already kind of anticlimactic. Mine's got to be Preston. I mean, it's got to be the yeah. guy. Just like, just <laughs> like you said, I got you. Let's do it. Let's hit, let's hit it real quick. Let's get to our get dog it, of it. the week. <laughs> All right. Sound like me, man, when that stuffed crust pizza box got open today. Better stay away from that stuffed crust, man. That's mine. All right, dog of the week. Jacob, who's your dog of the week? You say Preston, is that right? It's, it's got to be, man. I mean, I, I thought about a couple other guys. I really liked what Rizul did, but it's just not the, the volume and the, the, the amount of, you know, just plays that were overall – just really great. And Preston had those. He had, like you said, seven total tackles, four solo, two sacks, two tackles for losses. He had three quarterback hits. And a lot of the other stuff, too, is um, stuff that maybe doesn't show up on a stat line, like his his gap contain, the mm -hmm. fact that he was, like you said, really good. At, I thought that my worst fear was that Fields was going to run all over the place on us. And granted, Montgomery kind of did, but I felt like that was more of an interior gash when he'd kind of – he they, they ran well. I, I'm not going to – you know, I should pull pull back because I really I was an anti Montgomery guy this whole week. I was like, don't play Montgomery. He's the worst. Herbert's way better, blah, blah, blah. Montgomery showed. I don't know if it's just that we're that bad or if their run blocking was that great. But, you know, he did well. Um, and that being said, like, 
I, I want to see more from Kenny. I want to see more from John Reed. I thought that those were the guys that were supposed to make us a top five defense. We were supposed to have, like we were, we were talking in the chat, bro, this top five defense talk is really getting old because I don't know, man, every year we get so excited and then we just a hundred yards. Yeah. Okay. That just happened like nothing. And guys look like they can't tackle. They forgot how to tackle, but I want to focus on the positive. Like you said, all right. So I, dog of the week's Preston, but I just, I want to see more. I'm very happy with tonight. I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a more of a perfectionist. I want to fix the stuff that we, sh that we need to fix before we start getting really too ahead of ourselves. We don't want to be bears fans guys. We don't want to be celebrating, you know, being the tallest midget out there. I, I shouldn't say that, but it's, it's basically, you know, that's, that's what it is, man. It's celebrating while you're on the third place podium. You've seen that mean, where the guy's biting the metal and he's popping champagne and then you, <laughs> you pan out and there's two other people that are on like the first and the second place platform. I feel yeah. like that's, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and start being too cocky, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I agree, man. And my dog dog of the week, it, it came down to two players. It's uh, between Aaron Jones and Sammy Watkins. I just want to do an honorable mention. Sammy Watkins, like we said, three catches for 93 yards. Um, averaging 31 yards a catch, had that long of 55 there on that that deep crosser. He was only targeted four times, had three catches, and and I don't remember it being a drop either. That other one is probably just broken up. But I got to give it to Aaron Jones, and I know it's kind of boring because last week he won one of our dog of the week. But man, you've got to you or yeah, I believe it was last. No, no, it was the week before. Um, it was one of the preseason games, but. Aaron Jones is is definitely the cog that that makes this uh, this car go, man. I mean, 15 carries, 132 yards, 8.8 yards per carry, with a tud, a long run of 36, but he also had three catches for 38 yards and a touchdown there. So, and he was targeted three times, targeted three, three times, yep. three catches, 38 yards and a tud. So, a couple touchdown day there for Aaron Jones. Um, just a guy who, uh, I mean, we're two games in now. Granted, he didn't get many carries in the first game, but he's averaging over nine yards per carry, Jacob, on the year. Yeah. This yeah. dude is, uh, he's the one that makes it go, man. He's so, real. yeah, huge, huge victory here for the Packers 27 to 10. Obviously, the point spread fluctuated between nine and a half to ten and a half points. So, um, definitely smoked that point spread, which is awesome. And uh, again, you know, anytime you get an NFL NFL win, dude, a win is a win, right? And we got to get ready for Tampa Bay. So we got Tampa next week. It's going to be a 325 Central, 425 Eastern kickoff live from Tampa Bay. I know when we talked to Krista, um, uh, Christian's mom, Christian Watkins' uh, mom, she said that uh, – or Watson's mom, she said that she was going to be down there. They're originally from Tampa, so – she said she was expecting something like something crazy, like 500 people to have tickets down there. <laughs> yeah, we should try up. to see if she can live stream. Yeah. So here's the thing, man. We we need to go into Tampa, and we need to compete. This is another one of those games, Jacob, that I had as a loss. Right. I had Minnesota as a loss, and I had Tampa as a loss. Now, when I went back and reevaluated later, I ended up saying this was. I ended up picking Tampa. Originally, I picked it to be a win and then picked it a loss as I think how it came into play. But they are banged up. Um, they went down there and, and slayed that giant that is the Saints today that, that Brady I, has struggled against. Uh, I mean, to be honest, though, let's let's they did not look great. And Brady has not been impressive. The guy's 47 years old or something. You know what I mean? Like he's yep. going to start falling. Like, the law of nature has to take effect at some point. The, the voodoo can only last so long, you know. Yeah, and the special teams are buttoned up. Special teams aren't going to uh, aren't going to bail them out this time, right? So, I think the thing that's going to come into play is the run defense. Um, but it's how much will Brady lean on the run, and um, how healthy is Fournette because he was a little banged up last week. But we shall quick, see again. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Clayton. Can I? Um, you you mentioned Krista. Watson, her birthday is tomorrow. Is that correct? That is correct. We actually Does she share, share a, birthday? a birthday with some sort of uh, redneck fellow that I know. <laughs> yeah, that's me, man. That's me. Oh, I turn the oh. Uh, the big four zero tomorrow. So, Are you serious? That's what it is. Yeah, forty years old, man. Yeah, it's uh it's all downhill from here. Mandy gets mad at me. She's like, "Can you believe you're going to be 40? And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to be dying soon." And she's like, "Shut up! Stop that." <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of morbid like that. I got a I got a weird sense of humor, but 
Yeah, turned 40, so, and she surprised me yesterday. You guys know I'm a history geek, so we went to dinner last night with a, a bunch of friends and family, and she gave me an envelope, and in that envelope was itinerary airfare, so we're going to go up to uh, the Hudson Valley up in New York and uh, see a bunch of historical sites uh, going up there in a couple weeks. So you guys are going to have the absolute honor of having Jacob host the post-game show, right? Mm-hmm. Might, have a, might have a couple goons come in with him. Yeah. But I, I'm going to try to call in from the hotel as well. And I, I know you're going to rock it out of the park, too. But, yeah, I appreciate you bringing up the fact that I'm uh, one year older, man. I appreciate that, definitely. <laughs> one more year on the sun, right? Well, uh, like you said, um, happy birthday, man. I'm, uh, I, I, I didn't know that because you, you honestly look younger than I do. I have way more gray hair than you do, which is just <laughs> not fair in any way. But, uh, um one other thing I really want to touch on real quick. One of the goons that might be hosting with me is going to be one of my co-hosts, either probably Justin and Tony. Tony, who, like I said, uh, he co-hosts the Fantasy Football Podcast, the Packard Fantasy Podcast on the network here. Today, he decided that he was going to just throw his hat in the ring with a DraftKings uh, tournament. Out of uh, 1,400 applicants, he placed first today, won $6,000 playing some of the most ridiculous players you'd ever seen in a lineup. The guy had Marcus Mariota in his lineup. He had some guy named Greg Dolch. I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea who this guy is. He's a backup from, I don't even, I don't even know what team he's on. I, I, it's that ridiculous. The guy signed two backups and then had Cooper Cup and a couple. I'm telling you guys tune into our podcast. He's not, we're not floating you. This guy really does know what he's talking about. Paul knows what he's talking about. Justin's really knowledgeable. And at least I can talk well, so we can, we'll, we'll help you out, you know? So if you want to lay some bets, stay tuned. But uh, anyways, yeah. I just had to plug that. Cause the guy, like I said, horseshoe up his rectum for the rest of his life. He just wins money like this all the time. Love it, man. Congratulations, Tony. That's a big win there, dude. Good stuff, man. And uh, yeah, so we're going to get out of here guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'm sure you're probably listening to this in podcast form on Monday morning. If so, uh, we're actually going to make it go live here in just a second, just a little bit after midnight Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, you guys have a great Monday. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy a victory Monday. Um, try not to go into work too hungover, right? <laughs> Jacob, put the whiskey down, put the bourbon down, and get into work tomorrow. Are you off tomorrow, Jacob? I'm off tomorrow, man. We got to record man. our chalk talk tomorrow, don't we? Um. We probably will go ahead and do chalk talk. So uh, it's, we got a couple I mean, good options, right? Yeah. Send me, send me your favorite. We might, might choose. And guys, I really want to try and use this website we found where we can splice in the all 22 or the, uh, the clips of the chalk talk, whatever play we're going to do. And then also we found this website where we can do X's and O's in live real time, where we can actually draw the play out, show where the guards and the the tackles are going to be, you know, pursuing show the motion, show the routes, all that kind of stuff to be really, really more interactive. So if you can see it on video form it's all the better but if you have to listen on podcasts it's it'll be more descriptive even so i think it'll be it'll be the best of both worlds absolutely yeah when we do that the podcast form will hit obviously on tuesday but when we go live you'll get a notification on both twitter and youtube and um yeah so uh, i do want to mention this as we sign off today's show is actually brought to you by pristineauction.com um really really excited to be partnered with them you guys definitely need to go check out their website. They've got awesome, awesome gear there. Um, get anything from, you know, I actually, I don't know if you can see here in the background, but this picture right here I just picked up, that's Willie Davis autograph picture. Pretty cool. So I got what a you couple got pristine auction. I got uh, Lynn Dickey, Josiah DeGuara. I got a uh, Robert Tonyan signed helmet, El Lazard signed helmet, David Robinson signed jersey. I, I got it all, man. We got it. Good stuff, dude. Yeah. So they, you know, obviously Pristine's the the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A plus Better Business Bureau rating. Actually, if you're hearing my voice, you got a chance to win the Jordy Nelson um, Mini Vince Lombardi Award. They're going to be drawing that tomorrow. So you may have time if you haven't already. Just got to go over to pristineauction.com, click register on the top of the page. When you register, use our registration code. Favre, F-A-V-R-E, and that'll enter you into the contest. And as a bonus, they're going to give you $10 off your first winning auction. Uh, just know that every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. And like I said, that drawing is going to be held uh, tomorrow on September 19th, the big birthday day. So with that being said, Jacob, dude, as always, man, thank you so much for hanging out. I do really appreciate your time. Big win. Congratulations. 
And uh, we will see you all on the trail. Like I said, this podcast should hit on Monday. Y'all have a great, great work day and talk a little trash to some Bears fans along the way. But as always, let's go out and be the change that we want to see in the world. Go back, go. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com